0: Hello, and welcome to The Husk, a presentation from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Agricultural Leadership, Education, and Communications. I'm your host, Matthew Morton. Today, we will be talking with Michael Forsberg, an assistant professor of practice within the Department of Agricultural Leadership, Education, and Communications. But today, we will be talking to him about his research with the Platte Basin Time-Lapse. The Platte Basin Time-Lapse has 60 cameras throughout a 90,000 square mile basin from the Rocky Mountains all the way to the eastern Nebraska border. It tells the story of a drop of water as it makes its journey across the 900 miles from Colorado to Nebraska. The story of the Platte Basin Time-Lapse, however, started way back in college when Mike Forsberg just got started into photography. Well, it
1: was at the University of Nebraska, actually. Um, I, was a, I worked my way through school as a trip leader at the Outdoor Adventures Program, mm-hmm. which has been going on for, I think, like 40 years now. <laughs> but I was taking people on these trips to these you know, beautiful, amazing places mm-hmm. in the American West and Great Plains and coming home with nothing to show. So I borrowed a camera from a friend of my dad's once um, and took it on a trip and I instantly fell in love with photography at that point. And I was a geography major at the time at the university and I was far enough into it that I didn't want to change my major. Um, So I got my degree in geography, but I deep down inside dedicated myself to trying to become a photographer full time and actually looking back now... The geography degree that I got here was super uh, important um, to everything that I do today as a photographer. I think geography's not just things on a map, it's how everything interacts with everything else over the land and you gotta be curious about that. And I think as a photographer, you have to be curious about the world and how it works too. So the two melded together really
0: well. Now with a degree and a camera in his hands, he was ready to find a project to work on. Then in 2011, He started the Platte Basin Time-Lapse with his friend, Mike Farrell.
1: Platte Basin Time-Lapse is a project that we started in 2011. And when I say we, it was my buddy Mike Farrell, who at the time was a producer at NET Television. And Mike has been producing films for NET for um, about 45 years. So um, Mike and I came uh, to the university with uh, an idea of a partnership where we would create a long-term documentary project that would look at our watershed, the Platte Basin, um, and try to put it in motion with time-lapse photography. And we had a couple questions that we wanted to pose in this project, and the very first one was um, ask the question, where does your water come from? So. If you ask that question to 10 people out on the street, um, 9 out of 10 of those people will probably say it comes from the tap. You no know, idea. It comes no from the faucet, right? No <laughs> idea. And, you know, frankly, I, most of my life I didn't think about it either, really, you know. And uh, so that's one of the premises of the project is to get people to think about that. And the other is, is um, to think about what a watershed is. And what does that mean to live in a watershed today? And we all live in a watershed, mm-hmm. but not a lot of folks really know what that definition is. And, and so um, with those two, um, you know, goals in mind, we um, started this project down the road in, in 2011 um, in partnership with the University of Nebraska-Lincoln here. And we are now in our
0: eighth year. And to fully understand the watershed that we live in, you must first understand the amount of area that it covers. So I asked Mike to talk about what all is included in the ninety thousand square miles that the Platte Basin covers. So what a watershed is is you think about it like a big bathtub, mm-hmm. okay? And so
1: you know you have this rim of the bathtub, which for our our rim is is really on the western end is the Rocky Mountains. So the the mountains along the Front Range in Colorado and Wyoming and and uh, and then all that. Water spills out onto the plains and eventually um, dumps into the Missouri River south of uh, South of Omaha near Plattsmouth. And so that's one place that we get our water from. The other place we get our water from is the aquifer and our mm-hmm. groundwater. And, and so most of the Nebraska sandhills drains uh, through the Loop River system, which dumps into the Platte River down near Columbus. And so we get a lot of our water from there. And then we get our water from weather and climate and, and uh, or from our weather, uh, which, which helps define our climate. And so that's a pretty big geography. That's, that's 90,000 square miles through parts of three states. And it is incredibly diverse from mountains to plains. And so when you're, you know, flying between Chicago and Denver, you know, 30,000 feet up in the air, you're driving down Interstate 80 at 80 miles an hour. You don't see any of this stuff. You don't see the diversity, the beauty, the complexity of this of this landscape. Um, but what this project has done is it's helped me and others really look at our home here in the middle of the Great Plains in a completely um, different way.
0: And to help cover this large area, it takes a big team. Currently, the Platte Basin time-lapse has over 20 people working to help portray this watershed. One of them is Carly Kaler, a senior fisheries and wildlife major here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. She is a production intern and has been since her freshman year. She says this gives her the perfect opportunity to combine both photography and nature, both things she loves.
2: Yes, so I had just had my new student enrollment day over the summer, and I had told my advisor what I'm interested in. And she said, you like cameras, you like outside, we'll get you started on this internship. So today, over three years later, I'm still a production intern with the Platte Basin Time-Lapse Project. And what I do currently is I create more of the stories and do more of the field video work, interviews with ranchers or biologists or whoever needs to be incorporated into the story. I do a lot of the production for that. And... Currently kind of have my own project going where I put musicians out in nature. I'm just trying to incorporate the elements of science and outside, but also getting people caring about it, so trying to connect all that. But I definitely started with the generic build time lapses every day for hours a day. So I've kind of kind of worked myself up to this spot, and my responsibilities have changed along the way.
0: Even as an intern, Carly has been able to see most of the Platte Basin and all that it encompasses.
2: Absolutely, I have gone up to Valentine lots of times to talk with ranchers and we'll Pretty be going the there state. soon. It definitely is, it's beautiful up there. And people don't realize how beautiful it is up there. But I'll be going up there again soon actually to video Trumpeter Swans. But I've gone way up to Grace Peak in Colorado with some other interns, lots of stuff just around Lincoln, around the, the lower Platte, and up especially around March in the Grand Island area with the crane. So It's really helped me gain appreciation for this state and the watershed especially.
0: With a big team covering such a large area, it takes a lot of cameras to capture everything that happens. Over 60, to be specific. Mike went into great detail about how those cameras are placed.
1: If you think of each one of these cameras, they're, they're a different chapter in the story of our water mm-hmm. and as it moves from mountains to plains. So some of these cameras are on high alpine lakes. Some of them are down in, um, you know, irrigated crop fields. Some of them are in, um, you know, suburban areas. Some are on windmill stock tanks on a ranch. So each one of them has a different story to tell about water um, in the basin. And those most of those cameras are put in place just um, because Mike and I were curious about, well, I wonder what it would look like.
0: And this year with the flooding, they're gonna be able to tell a crazy story. They even lost four cameras through the flood. Thanks to technology though, all of their pictures were saved. These are a lot more than just pretty pictures though. And Mike believes that the next time this flooding happens, we will be better prepared because of the Platte Basin time lapse. we can learn from these images,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. uh, know, regardless of of who you are. If you're a land manager or if you're a scientist or you're a landowner or somebody else, you can look at these images and see that change over time and learn something from them. So um, we've recorded um, um, these flooding events probably in a way that, uh, um, you know, a few other folks have. And it's a, it's you know, a tragedy for a lot of people in a lot of cases. Um, But we'll also learn something from this and and maybe learn how to um, navigate the issue the next time it happens. Being able
0: to learn and grow is very beneficial for everyone involved with the time lapse. Both Mike and Carly talked about the community involved and how much that means to their work. My favorite part has
1: been building a community around a watershed, Mm -hmm. Um, getting people to think that we're all neighbors. You know, we're neighbors with those of us that are upstream and those of us that are downstream, and and involving um, so many people here at the University of Nebraska, and especially students. We have a really strong internship program, thanks to the Doherty Water for Food Institute that has provided funding for students to work with us, the class that Mike Farrell and I teach, uh, is a photography storytelling class, uh, here over, over in ALEC. And, uh, um, a lot of times the kids that, that come into our class get exposed to our project there and then become interns in our project. Mm-hmm. And in a few cases have actually become staff on our, on our project after they've graduated college. So, um, it's really engaging with, with the young people and engaging with the public, um, and. Uh, engaging with other faculty here to try to tell the story of, uh, of our watershed in motion and what does it mean to live in a watershed today and, and get turn people on to thinking about that question, where their water comes from and why it matters. Yeah.
0: And to Carly Kaler, the community out in the Sandhills knows about their water and where it comes from, and they're willing to protect it. And that's the cool part about the community that she talks about.
2: I think more than anything, especially this last year, is seeing the community that is ready to defend and protect places that are maybe at risk around the Platte Basin specifically. From going to sandhill conferences and learning about how you can date sand in the middle of a hill, we have one person talking about the geology, one person talking about the alkalinity in lakes, just really realizing that the community is out there even though people seem To naively think Nebraska is just kind of a thing existing in the middle of everything else, there's really a lot of people that care. And it's awesome to see everyone come together to try to protect it going forward.
0: And when it comes to her work, her teachers, or the Mikes, help her strive to do the best that she can, which also creates a sense of community within the work culture of the Platte Basin time lapse.
2: The Mikes are very encouraging. Just pointing to me and saying you have the passion we see you have the passion now make sure you're doing something about it but they're also very real Um, there's no sugarcoating things so they're very encouraging which makes it extra special when they when they really reward us for good work but they're just real and encourage me to go forward and acknowledge that there will always be something else coming up there's always going to be some roadblock for projects for you Just make sure that you know where your priorities are and keep going. And if that's what you want to do, you absolutely can do it. So they they just encourage constantly. They're really, really awesome guys.
0: And it is so cool to see such a great culture within a company that educates the common public about the nature surrounding us. One way that Mike Forsberg helps create that culture is to teach by experience. One of his greatest experiences that he shared with me was his backpacking trip across the Platte Basin.
1: Uh, two years ago, um
0: decided that
1: we were going to take a trip across the entire Platte watershed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured out where the very furthest west a drop of water in the Platte watershed comes from, which turns out is clear in western Wyoming at the southern end of the Wind River Range. Okay. And over the course of 55 days, we followed this mythical drop of water from mountains to plains by bike backpack and canoe wow we touched on each you know parts of it in call in wyoming and in colorado and then we um connected up on the wyoming nebraska border on the north platte river and and canoed all the way to plattsmouth so it took us 55 days 1300 miles and uh and it was you know, a trip of a lifetime. And uh, and we, you know, did it you know, all non-motorized. And it wasn't like we were dropped in the middle of the Alaskan wilderness, you know, for fear of our lives or anything like that, but it was hard. I mean, you know, I lost 25 pounds and yeah. and we, we had some, you know, challenges along the way and all of that, but it was great to do that. And I wished everybody could do that because it shows you how intimately connected we are with our water it does help you understand where your water comes from and it also gets you in order you know it gets you to meet the people and the landscapes and the places along the way and you're only going as fast as your body will carry you or as fast as the river will take you so you really slow down you're not yeah. driving in a steel and glass bubble 80 miles an hour from Lincoln to Denver you're moving at the pace in nature's time and so that that is so cool. That came out as a documentary film uh, for NET television last fall. And now on Earth Day, um, which is April 22nd, it'll be broadcast nationally on PBS.
0: And it is the cool opportunities like that that makes the Platte Basin time-lapse unique. If you would like to learn more about Mike's trip or about the Platte Basin time-lapse and what it does, be sure to check out their website at www com. Thanks to our audience for joining us today for this episode of The Husk. Reporting from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Agricultural Leadership, Education, and Communications, I'm Matthew Morton, signing off.